the unique approach that I use um, to study animal ecology is, is chemistry. And I sort of take advantage of how animals process the food they eat and, uh, and sort of what comes out the other end. And um, what I use are what, what we call stable isotopes. And what happens through a variety of biochemical pathways is animals sort of sort these isotopes. And so it turns out that what they eat in comparison to the tissues that they make, there's a subtle difference between those two, but you can trace um, you can trace those food sources into their tissues. Over the past, say, decade or so, especially in, in marine ecology, people have um, become interested in what, how ecosystems functioned, where animals were distributed, and what resources they consumed back a hundred or a thousand years ago. And uh, the way you can do this, again, using a, a chemical technique, is you can go back and try to find tissues of animals that lived in the past. And most of those tissues, given the time frames that we're dealing with, are things like bones. And those bones can be found in archaeological sites and paleontological sites. Probably one of the most favorite places I've worked um, in the world is actually the southern tip of South America, which is very similar to southeast Alaska and south central Alaska. Uh, a combination of islands, um, rainy weather, cold temperatures, um, beautiful marine ecosystems, kelp forests, but also mountains that pretty much dip right into the sea. And you get this incredible fauna and flora um, that is very unique in the world um, that, that essentially was uh, a remnant of Guandana land back in two, three hundred million years ago. And um, it's, it's certainly one of the most beautiful and, and harsh landscapes in the, on, on the planet, but, but certainly one of my favorites to study. And I've done work on marine ecosystems there, and I've done work on terrestrial ecosystems. One of the sort of unique things that I, that I do and this, the techniques that I do that I use to study ecology um, allows us to sort of get an idea and some, provide some insight into what animals that we can't really easily see that live under the surface of the water and maybe the middle of the ocean, um, and what, how they live their lives, what they eat, um, where they live, and how that might have changed over the past centuries to millennia. And I think aquariums like the Aquarium of the Pacific are important in a similar sort of vein for the public, is that most of the people that visit aquariums have never been in a lot of the ecosystems that they, that they, um, they have within their doors. And in, in a way, it allows the public to take a glimpse into some of these systems that they'll probably never visit and never be able to see firsthand. And so um, that's one reason why, why institutions like this one are, are so important for public outreach and for, and for the public to know about.